The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yeah, welcome moms, dads, and kids listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom. It's the channel made for moms because moms are a big deal, and we really want to let you know that just to encourage you. Now, there's something that at least one out of seven of your children out there are going to face in their young lives. Maybe it's something that one of your children actually has to deal with. I'm talking about issues like ADHD and dyslexia and processing issues and other kinds of learning disabilities or things that make a child differently abled. It can be very frustrating for both parent and child because you both know that the child is capable of more in his schoolwork, and yet he or she faces this hurdle. Well, we've got some help for you today, five life-changing concepts to help you manage the frustration of learning issues. Our counselor for moms deals with this in her own child, at least one. So we'll be right back after 60 seconds from our sponsors. The Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We're going to talk about a really important topic today that I think a lot of moms and kids are having to deal with, uh, learning challenges, learning disabilities, just the frustration and ways in which uh, every parent wants to help their child overcome that situation. We've got five life-changing concepts we're going to share with you today with our counselor for moms. But first, a little bit of business. I just want to remind you that the Life Center does amazing stuff. So if you know a single mom or a family who's struggling or somebody that just needs to get their GED or needs to learn English or Spanish for a job maybe or needs a little legal help, legal advice, uh, these folks offer free legal aid and 
and uh, GED mentoring, all kinds of fabulous stuff at lifecenterlittleton.org. Don't forget about them, lifecenterlittleton.org. You can also volunteer if you want to help folks that need a little help. And then also, I just want to read a little word about one of our sponsors who helps us keep this show on the air today, Living Water Holistic Health. You know, Tim wrote us and he said, when my son Ian was five, he had months of recurring strep throat and tonsillitis. He had course after course of antibiotics, but the strep kept coming back and medical doctors advised a tonsillectomy, but Dr. Kim Flegel found the root cause. And then she recommended a course of natural remedies, and now Ian is nine, and he still has his tonsils. So if you want to get to the root cause of something you're going through, please call Dr. Flegel at uh, this number, 720-787-4937, 720-787-4937. Or you can find her at livingwaterholistichealth.com. Okay, so now... We're, we, we actually need to make like a musical intro for you. So it's like, da 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 da, counselor for moms. Um, it's our counselor. Go ahead and sing it, Jenny. <laughs> that was sort of. Uh, maybe you didn't recognize that as actual singing. Um, it's our counselor for moms. She drives to us all the way from Wyoming, and uh, she is uh, the mom blogger at a wonderful site called parentingwithpersonality.com. And uh, she's also a licensed professional counselor. So she comes with some actual background that she can speak into. Plus, she has seven kids. And uh, that will also be an education for you and can help you with these things. Jamie. I know you have a heart for the mom that is dealing with learning disabilities in one or more of her children. And I know you deal with it in at least one child. You've got an ADH, uh, issue, uh, ADHD issue with one of your kids. I just want to read a couple stats just to, so we know what we're dealing with. Um, I, I kind of looked up to see you know, how many kids are actually have to deal with this. And um, there's an Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, and they say about 14% of all public school students are dealing with issues. But there's also homeschooling students out there, so i got to believe the number's a little bit higher, higher than that, right. maybe 15 to 20%. That's a lot of kids, over 7 million children easily, right. I believe. And that means you know something like 1 in 7 or more than 1 in 7 children are dealing with it. And we're talking about things like, some of these I can't even pronounce, but ADHD, which is, of course, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. I've actually wondered if I have, and I'm not laughing about this, I've actually yeah. wondered if I've had that as, as an adult. Um, dyscalculia, um, dysgraphia, or dysgraphia, dysgraphia probably, and processing deficits. These are all things that yeah, if your child deals with them, you'd be familiar with them. And then, of course, also dyslexia. Yeah. So you have five concepts you want to share with folks about dealing not with a specific issue of ADHD or dyslexia or whatever, but how to approach your child with a learning challenge. Okay. So why don't you launch in and tell us how you come up with this? You bet. You know, last month, October, was ADHD awareness, and so it kind of brought to the forefront some of these statistics, like you said, of how many kids are actually dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And so while some of these, um, they actually came from the blog that I wrote last month. It was a three-part blog series, and um, people can always go back and reference that if they want to hear what we're talking about in printed form. But okay, so they can go get this information absolutely. at parentingwithpersonality.com, one of your most recent blogs. You By the way, I forgot to wish everybody a belated happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a beautiful day yesterday. So belated happy Thanksgiving, and I thought it was, you know. There are, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful day because we have to remember to be thankful. Yes, I, and so I do appreciate to be thankful for. Absolutely. Amen. And, you know, even in the midst of dealing with these learning challenges, you know, kids who have special um, needs, differently abled, however we want to say it, there's still so much to be thankful for. And so when I wrote this article, it was the five key concepts to parenting a child with ADHD. And I think the overlap for some of these other learning issues, it, it applies just as nicely. And so, you know, whether we're referring to one special need today, I think all of these can apply and, and are equally important. So first of all, I think is understanding. Well, I want, I want you just to do this very briefly. You bet. Tell folks 
what it's like to have a child with a learning disability because you have a little guy that's got ADHD. Absolutely. So, so how does that make you feel as a mama about yourself? How does it make you feel about how other people view your child when you're out right. and about? Tell me just your heart on that. You bet. Jenny, I do have a heart for this because a couple years ago, um, we actually got the diagnosis for our little guy with ADHD. And not only does he have ADHD, but he has sensory processing disorder, anxiety, depression, and some learning issues as it relates to expression, communication, writing. So ADHD can actually have a lot of different components that are actually learning disabilities. And, you know, when you talk about the processing disorder, that's a huge thing that moms are learning more and more about, especially right now. So when we first found out about it, um, honestly, to, to be truly honest, I, I struggled a bit. There was a part of me that thought I should be able to parent better to not see this happen, or I should be able to help him more than I'm a apparently helping him. You so know? you had guilt? Surrounding? I had some guilt. I had some guilt. Did you think, have pride? Like, not oh, my child. Absolutely. I was going to say, honestly, there was probably a layer of embarrassment. Like, oh, oh no, how can I deal with this? Like, you know, when you go out with a child that has some special needs, you can't always predict what their behavior is going to be. And so it's a real walk in humility to go out and know that you have a child that may very well make a really poor decision really quick. <laughs> so, and then I think that even happened to you. where, oh, where yeah. The, this child acted out. I don't know if it was in a school environment school. and you had to be called in and Absolutely. it was embarrassing. Well, Absolutely. you know, they called me and that, you know, he was worked up. He needed help. I was an hour away at a track meet. You know, I, I snuck away to the locker room and I spent time crying. I mean, yeah. you know, it felt horribly hard. First of all, my heart for him and that I knew he must really be hurting to be losing it like he was at school. There was that layer of pride. Like, you know, how can I be a counselor and have a child struggle like this? <laughs> At school. Hi, the counselor's <laughs> here. That's my child. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're calling the counselor because there's there's issues. I mean, there is, there's a struggle in that. Yeah, And sure. I have just really had to pray, you know, Lord, open my heart that I can set the pride aside and that in all of this, I won't be riddled with the guilt, but that I will be reminded over and over that Jaden is the child you chose for me and I am the mom that you chose for Jaden. Good Jayden. for you. Good and for I, you. You know, I encourage anyone listening today, please don't lose sight of that. You know, I think it's important that we kind of own up to some of those feelings we feel. But in the end, I think we look in the mirror every day and we have to be reminded that we are who God chose mm -hmm. for our child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very good. And I'm glad we started with that because yeah. it kind of sets the stage for what you're dealing with and how you've come to some of these tips. Absolutely. So I'll let you launch into the five life-changing concepts. Life-changing because, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own power. Every day, God helps me with this journey. Mm -hmm. And apart from him, I couldn't do it. You yeah. know, it's tough. But there are some real Realizations that have been really helpful, and I hope they could be as encouraging to the listeners um, as they try to deal with some of these special needs in their own children. First of all, ADHD specifically is a neurodevelopmental delay. You know, it's a it's a disorder, but it is truly a delay. And so, kids that have ADHD and some of these other issues can be an overlap with ADHD. They usually have an emotional maturity that is lacking by like thirty percent. Oh, really? So, if you're dealing with a child who has ADHD, they may actually be behaving at a level that is two to three years behind their peers. Hmm. And that's so key, Jenny. While it sounds like a simple concept, 
it really has to be kind of the glasses we wear when we deal with what we see and feel and experience from them. And that's one reason their behavior in school may look, quote unquote, Stand worse. Out. Yeah, Stand yeah, out. yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, if I'm dealing with Jaden and he walks out of the pantry and he has his arms stuffed full of, you know, honey buns and... <laughs> This, this truly happened. You laughed, but he came out and he had all of these power, you know, protein bars and and granola bars and and honey buns and fruit snacks. And he's like holding them in his hands, like kind of like a squirrel getting ready for winter. And he's kind of walking behind me, kind of slyly. And I'm thinking, does he think I can't see him? I said, Hey, buddy. Um, you look hungry. What's going on? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me like I'm busted. And I said, how about we go to the pantry and we pick one snack? And he's like, well, all right. And so without a fight, we go back. Now, I have to tell you, the f- first thing in my mind was, oh, my gosh, have I not done a better job as a mom that he would know what was appropriate and not choose it. Yeah. But when you think about it, Jenny, a six-year-old would try something like that. Yeah. And this you is know, really when he was about seven, eight or nine. Was, he's nine. Yeah. You know, so a nine-year-old is doing that and you're thinking that's really not appropriate for a nine-year-old. But if you think of that he's in like a future hoarder. To, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. right away, of course, as a counselor, you're like, oh my gosh, there's bigger issues here. Yeah. But if I slow myself down and I see that behavior through, okay, you know, when he was six, I was probably teaching this concept. But when he was six, he was catching on and his brain was processing those things that a four-year-old would learn so it's not like he's just behind now he was you know at six still behind then and so I think that it has factored in this level of grace in my parenting that I think is really really important and so we're going to see some of that emotional immaturity in a lot of these learning disabilities okay so is that that concept number one yes um number two do you want me to go into that now Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So let's recap. Number one is you will see emotional maturity discrepancies. And emotional so maturity. And so just expect it and have yeah, grace for it. Just okay. expect that. Yeah, that's build good. that in as, a, as, you know, the glasses you wear when you deal with them. Almost have compassion for them as though they're two or three years younger. Absolutely. Like, I'd be more patient with this if they were really five. Absolutely. And that's where they're at. And it know? helps you set realistic expectations. Okay, good. I like it. Second so number all, two. Kids will do well when they're able to do well. So if they're not doing well, there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Okay. That's interesting. You kind of have to take that in because you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But when we deal with kids every day where we're going toe to toe from the moment they wake up, we start feeling this difficult behavior. We start feeling that they're maybe withdrawing or they're resisting something or, you know, it might even be writing, you know, for kids who really struggle with writing, they're not going to want to do homework. And so there's going to be this resistance to homework. That's fascinating because I have a friend who homeschools and listens to the show and she talks about how every day is a battle with one of her two children. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to name her name because she hasn't yeah. given me permission to share her specifically, but but she says every day is a battle and, and does feel like oh, yeah. it's, it has to do with some kind of a brain disconnect Absolutely. that he can't get it as quickly as his brother. You know, one of the things that was most helpful to me after, after our little guy got his diagnosis was this website called understood.org. Mm. And if you go to understood.org, they have a whole bunch of different learning difficulties, learning challenges, and it gives you a simple 
of what that's like for the child, uh-huh. whether it's writing, reading. Um, I actually really appreciated the one that they had on sensory processing disorder. You know, with sensory processing disorder, kids take in everything that's happening around them. You know, our neurotypical brains can kind of weed out what's important and what's not. And what's not important, we're not bothered with. Uh-huh. But a brain that is not neurotypical takes in all of the sounds, all of the sights, all of the motion. And so while a teacher may be standing in front of the classroom giving simple directions, they hear the lawnmower outside or they hear a classmate that coughed or somebody mentioned the word zoo and they're picturing the lion that really scared them at the zoo. And so all of a sudden they're flooded with all of this processing information and they can't handle that. It's almost like a greater ability, strangely enough. It's almost like their brain is processing more than we do on average. That's interesting. Absolutely. And we'll hit that in number four. Okay, so number Okay, so number two, repeat, was? Kids will do well when they're able to do well. So, th- so, so if you have a child that's not doing well, there's a disconnect there. It's right. not just that they're acting out just because they feel like acting out. There's something that's going on that's right. with their learning. Okay, that's right. interesting. That's very interesting. That's right. And so it leads us into number three, which is behavior is communicating something. It's an alarm for a skill that they may be lacking or a problem that needs solved. Oh, okay. See, when kids struggle, they don't always have the words to articulate what that struggle is. Yeah. You know, our little guy doesn't necessarily have the ability because of some of his processing issues, because of some of his expressive issues to say to us, I feel so overwhelmed in the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) I hear all these noises and I'm distracted. You know, he doesn't have that ability. So he may act out and all of a sudden just stand up and start doing something else. And the teacher's like, wait a minute, we're doing this activity. Or he may all of a sudden be resistive to something. You know, we're coloring this piece of paper. Well, that that doesn't capture him. He can't keep his attention there. So repeat number three. Say it so again. So number three again, behavior is communicating something. It is an alarm for a skill or lacking of a skill or a problem that needs solved. You know, I want to say, I hope moms and dads, as they're listening to this today, realize that in some ways you're helping them to see if their child does have a learning issue or a learning challenge because mm-hmm. you're kind of describing what they might be doing in their daily life. That's, that's very helpful. Okay, so, Absolutely. So and, you know, th- this concept came from um, Dr. Ross Green's work and one of the books I highly recommend, The Explosive Child. Now, when you hear that, you might just think, oh, but my kid's not really angry. This is for any child who has challenging behaviors. The explosive child. child. And it really is kind of the foundation of this book is basically concept two and three here, where it really helps you break down and understand, okay, if this is the behavior I see, what might be the skill that my child is lacking? You know, Uh is it a processing skill? Is it an ability to make a transition? Is it an ability to express themselves? And when you understand that skill that's lacking, you can start to proactively plan when that skill comes into place. You know, our little guy struggles tremendously with transitions. So when can we anticipate his greatest issues? Well, when we get ready to leave the house, when he's trying to get ready for school. I think I've actually actually (laughs) witnessed a transition time in your son. Like, we don't hang around every day, but I think once you had to leave me or something, you're about to go off somewhere else and he didn't want to cooperate with the next event. Yes. Yes. And, And so because he struggles with that transition, I have to proactively think, okay, the skill is, you know, it's it's lacking there. So if this this the skill that lacks, how can I have a tool or a skill that helps that? Wow. He has a horrible time putting electronics away and being done with them. 
like disconnecting from them is horribly hard. So we got a timed timer where he can actually see his time moving to be less and less and less. So instead of just trusting me, like, oh, the timer's going to go off in five minutes, he can visually see what does five minutes And it doesn't stress him out? Like. It helps him. It has wow. been tremendous Something how concrete. visual concrete things make sense. You know? Oh, interesting. Okay, so number, we, it's number four. I want to make sure we yes, get them all you in. Yes, Number four relates to the superpowers you mentioned. And I think it's so important that we help them understand that those traits, those superpower traits, are there, and they are just as important for us to talk about and discuss as the problematic traits. Like, we need to help them embrace those superpowers. So, so by superpowers, people may have not understood what you're referring to that I said formerly, which was essentially I was saying, well, sometimes that's like a, a higher level that's going on in their brain because they're taking so much in. It may look like a quote unquote disability, but in fact, they're processing right. a whole heck of a lot more than the average person. Absolutely. And we had this just with Jaden the other night because of his sensory processing disorder. When he sits at our table to eat, he is extremely bothered if he hears a sibling chewing, if he smells a sibling that maybe has on a different deodorant or maybe hasn't showered since basketball practice Uh uh and it sets him off and he just gets really really angry now Jenny I could discipline him acting out and being angry or I could stop and put these concepts into play and think okay he's being bombarded with all of these sensory things and he has a skill which is not to understand what's happening when all of that information comes in yeah and so in that moment he got angry and I said well wait a minute buddy remember this relates to your superpowers. Your brain is so good at catching every detail. And remember, your brain catches details that the rest of us miss. So How does he moment, respond when you are complimenting him in that way? Well, he, he was taken back a little bit at first. and He goes, so am I weird? And I said, no. I said, you're not weird at all. I said, I sometimes wish my brain could work that way. And I said, the trick is we have to help you have skills so that when it frustrates you, you can slow your brain down a little bit. Yeah, because so he can't said, dismiss things the way the rest of us can. No, yeah. he, he doesn't have that ability to have his brain just filter out what's unnecessary. It's all coming in. And so I said, don't forget, buddy, this is a skill that can work for you. We just have to help your brain get control of it. Okay. And so that's kind of how we phrase it in our house. Remember, this is one of those brains or one of those ways that your brain works extra fast. Or or maybe you get to see things in many ways where sometimes we don't get to see it that way. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know? It's good. And it's not that you're Pollyanna about it and like, it's all good. Every disability is, is perfect and right. wonderful and makes you a better person. It's more just like, let's find the positive in this as right. well and remind them that there's some good things yeah. about what they're dealing with in their mind. And you can acknowledge, you know, I know, but Sometimes that's hard. That has to feel frustrating sometimes. But other times, man, that has to be so handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So point number five, life-changing concept number five, when you're dealing with a child who's got uh, learning challenges. Yes. To remember when dealing with children that fair is not always equal and equal is not always fair. So explain that. Well, I mean, I think I get it, but explain it. it. This is important whether you're in the classroom, whether you're in home, whether you're out and about. It's so important that we remember that we're not going to be able to do everything uniform for all of our children. You know, just because one child needs glasses doesn't mean we give them all glasses. And while that seems very, very obvious, in some other ways, we do try to do that. You know, kids that have special needs might need special kinds of discipline forms. They might need a different kind of setup at mealtime. And it might not be something we replicate for all of our kids, but 
we don't have to be equal to be fair. Interesting. Being fair is because yeah, I think often in our culture we do think that oh, you got to be do. equal to be fair. And we get stuck on that, and I think it's so important that not only do we understand that, but we build within our homes the atmosphere that fair does not always look equal, and equal is not always fair. Yeah, that we're, fair is doing what's best for you at this time. Yeah, or even that's what's true because I think of the leveling the playing field thing where everybody gets a trophy, and that's right. not really true. It's right. you know, and so you're going for the truth. What does he need? It may not look equal to what you yeah. need, and but if, it's yeah. If you have a sibling that's saying, "Well, why doesn't he get this? You know, the same thing I did, or why did he get to sit a, at that table and I had to sit with everybody else?" You know, sometimes when we eat out, Jaden sits at the table next to us. <laughs> you know, if Jaden needs a little space, that's fair for him. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. He wow, good for you for really adapting. Overwhelmed, and we may get a lot of looks from people walking by, thinking, "Why aren't they letting him sit with them?" And my pride takes a hit. But you know what? Jaden is doing what Jaden needs, and yeah. he needs us as his family to understand that fair is giving him what he needs in this moment and for my other kids I'm going to give them what they need in this moment. And the moment. folks in the restaurant would be glad if they knew what you were avoiding because they he's going to hear everybody chewing us. and yeah. yeah they would thank you. <laughs> so how do people by the way we did this because last month was ADHD awareness month. ADHD awareness month. So we're that's a month right. late but that's okay we're still honoring all the parents who are dealing with issues like this and their precious children. So how do people catch up with some of these concepts that you've now shared so they can do this and, and maybe help somebody or a friend that they know has a child yeah. like this or their own child. We also have some, um, if you go to parentingwithpersonality.com slash blog, then you will find the three-part series for the ADHD awareness. And there's some free resources in there. There's some checklists, some tip lists. Um, they're welcome to go there, um, sign up to have access to all of that free parenting library resources. Beautiful. This was a good show. I really think that this is going to be a help and an encouragement. Your child isn't worse so. or less than. It's just a, it's just not. a different way. Right. And there are ways to treat it. God bless you, Jamie. That was really helpful. No. Thank you. So thank you. So parentingwithpersonality.com if you want to check out what she was just sharing if you have a child who has learning challenges. All right, just a couple quick reminders for you. We're here for you. There's so much media out there that forgets to honor motherhood and honors celebrities and politicians and all the folks in our culture who aren't necessarily raising up the next generation. So you're so important in that. We love to support you. Please remember, I do Monday Mom Prayer. I pray for every mom. You can come and give a request on Facebook. I may also start doing it on Instagram. Please follow us. That's going to help us if you do that on Insta and on Twitter and on Facebook. It's all at Channel Mom. That's where you would find us. And in addition to that, remember that we're also doing other things out there. We do Channel Mom coffees to love on all the moms in suburbia. We're now going to be going into prisons in 2020 where we're counseling moms uh, just to kind of get past their own stuff that has put them there, their own inner healing we concentrate on. And then we remind them that they can still parent. You can parent from prison. You can parent when you get outside so you don't have to pass the legacy of imprisonment onto your kids. So you can volunteer with us. You can donate to us. It's all on our website. Forever Moms is our prison outreach. And then finally, our outreach to moms who are coming out of homelessness. We mentor moms coming out of homelessness, single moms. It's a great little program. You can find it also on channelmom.com. So so just come, you know, look us up on channelmom.com. You can pray for us. You can join us. You can volunteer with us. You can be helped by us. I'd love to help you. Um, so yeah, check us out at channelmom.com. And mom, if nobody has thanked you today, I'm here to thank you for all that you do. Even when you feel like nobody notices, I know what you're doing to raise up your children well and bless our world by doing it well. So God bless you. Have a beautiful Thanksgiving week weekend, I guess.
If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown starting with the moms we depend on our donors to help us to put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground supporting them in their parenting marriages addiction issues and more so become a channel mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families just go to channelmom.com and click on give to cm and you'll see our donate button there from the moms at channel mom thank you and may god bless each mom and her family 